You're listening to SBS News. Ever wondered why some people sweat more or less than others? Or why one friend seems to cope better with hot weather? As heatwaves sweep across Australia, experts say there are multiple factors that play a part to your resilience. Dr Gordon Lynch says the ability to sweat efficiently is crucial. Different bodies react differently to heat because when we're all different in terms of our, our, our physiological makeup, in terms of our body size, how much muscle mass we have, how much fat mass we have and so on. So the ability to, to cope in very hot weather really depends upon our, our body's mechanisms to, to cool us down. And that's usually about how we sweat and sweating very efficiently. So the sweating will be about cooling because of the evaporation of, of the sweat on our skin. So that is a way, one way we cool. An individual's body size and ability to increase blood flow to the skin also plays a part. And the other way we cool our body is how we increase blood, for, blood flow to the skin. So when we're exercising, uh, it'll be blood flow moving towards the skin. Naturally, because of that, our, our muscles are working, so our heart rate increases as well. So our body is responding to the environment. So we need to have ways to cool down. So these mechanisms, sweating efficiently and increasing blood flow, are really important. So the body size is going to be one of those factors. So if we're larger and we're heavier our cooling mechanisms tend to be less efficient and so the hot weather can be very challenging if you're, if you're heavy and overweight. Professor Paul Gregorovich says aerobic fitness and genetics affect the ability to cool down body temperature. He says healthy diet and exercise are key. We're a product of so many different things. You know, part of it is our aerobic fitness Part of it is, you know, our diet and how we've been taking care of ourselves and part of it is our genetics as well. Uh, so we would say that, you know, the, the genetics that you have can have a very important role in how you can deal with heat stress. It might determine, you know, how well you can sweat, you know, the, the ability of your skin to produce and release heat that way. It may also have a role in how well your muscles can adapt to training so that's a nice segue where you talk to someone like Professor Fabreo about do some people respond better to heat training and others don't. Uh, and so, yes, we're, we're a product of many complicated factors that all interact on each other in ways that we don't yet fully understand. Professor Mark Fabreo has researched how athletes can train their bodies to acclimatise to heat. We looked at whether, um, you know, recreational athletes could... Um, could heat acclimatise, and it, it's clear that they can. And when um, somebody um, acclimatises to the heat, what happens is they get um, a a plasma volume expansion. So the, the the plasma part of your blood increases um, as a percentage of your whole blood, and that means that when you start to get hot you can send the blood um, to the skin more efficiently for cooling. And and that means that you can cope with the heat a little bit better. Professor Fabreo worked with former Australian tennis player Pat Rafter, who is known to be a profuse sweater. He says Rafter was losing too much sodium, so recommended he consume a high amount of electrolytes. He had um, to rehydrate, and being a profuse sweater is a good thing, because it means that you're very efficient at sending blood to the skin, 
But the problem is you've got to replenish the lost fluid. And he wasn't doing that as optimally as he possibly could. Uh, and then um, the other issue that he had, which was quite peculiar from a physiological point of view, is when a person becomes um, very fit, and he was very fit, um, the amount of sodium in sweat sweat sodium concentration usually declines as one becomes heat acclimated because, as I said before, you get this plasma volume expansion. Tom Kennedy, SBS News.